0: you're
1: listening to the coffee hour i'm sarah gulseth
2: i'm andy bates
1: Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu.
2: Live Uncommon.
1: We get to revisit a guest we had on the last day before we all went home for the coronavirus pandemic. And that is Flame, Grammy-nominated hip-hop artist. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour, Flame.
0: Hey, glad to be back. Yes. (laughs)
1: A lot has happened in your life. uh, Well, in everybody's lives, but in your life, uh, particularly in the last what uh, 11 months, Uh, you've been busy doing a whole bunch of creative endeavors, which has been really cool to follow on social media. Um, Talk about uh, your aim, your focus when you're creating all of these new uh, EPs and albums.
0: Yeah, I sort of took a different approach um, in terms of how I wanted to present my art. So instead of full length projects, I said, I'll just hit people with these short EPs, uh, but still try to make them fill with content, still enjoyable, but just enough to think about, to consider, to actually raise more questions. And uh, so that's kind of been my goal. And it's been fun. It's been uh, very interesting, great dialogue. But I'm enjoying the process, and I think people are being challenged and also enjoying good music, I hope.
2: (laughs) Speaking of good music, last year you released Extra Nose EP, Mm -hmm. um, which someone has to have a little bit of Latin background or or some intrigue at least to even know that it's Extra Nose. Tell us, what was the focus of this project?
0: Yeah, so Extra Nose really was sort of me exposing my followers to my journey more, a bit more of what I was learning in terms of theology and how I was processing that in my personal life. So Extra Notes was just my way of saying, hey, mostly to my Calvinistic listeners, um, I have made some shifts in my thinking and I want to bring you up to speed. I don't want to, you know, sort of hide that, but I want you to really enjoy the truths that I'm learning and coming into, and uh, man, it's been fun. It's been it's been uh, a, a bunch of pushback, but also a lot of open mindedness, and that's really what started what I now consider the Extra No series, in which I continue to unpack more of Lutheran thought and really just this this celebration of grace outside of us, rather than mostly an internal focus.
1: Mm-hmm. What what was the response from people? What kind of conversations did you have uh, when Extranos dropped, and and people were uh, having to having to listen to and, and come to uh, terms with with what you were now producing?
0: Yeah, initially there was there was silence, and then silence <laughs> turned to uh, curiosity, and then I think at that point people were like man, this is very interesting. I've never heard these um, sort of truths put together this way. Um, and then people wanted to know why. Everybody wants to know the motive. And uh, so that's that's been great to help people see on a personal level, not only my own experience with sort of some of the struggles with the Calvinistic paradigm, but even their own. And they've been able to sort of identify through my experience, their own experience and and draw parallels. And then people say, now I want the peace that you found. I wanna know more about uh, the Reformation from the Lutheran side, which sort of was kept at bay from us in the Calvinistic world. So I would say by and large, it's been positive from the laypersons to pastors. I've had messages since then where pastors are now saying, hey, this is difficult for me. One pastor in particular, is now um, going through the ordination process to become a Lutheran pastor. So and he was a Reformed Baptist pastor. So things like that are really happening, and so it's crazy.
1: That is that is a uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I mean, you have a, a pretty wide audience, and and that that shift must have been uh, an interesting thing to to live through. Why why dive so deeply into theology as an artist? You have, I mean, you you, you make choices about what you're. Uh, what your product is going to be, what your art is going to be. Why dive so deeply into this? Th- these theological things that may go over people's heads?
0: Yeah, it, it, it fits my personality, A. So I feel like I'm really being true to my own interests and the things that excite me. So I, I read these kind of things casually, leisurely, and <laughs> as well as devotionally. So it's just really a, a normal expression of my average day. So that's one thing. And then I think the second thing is I I sort of branded myself this way since my first album came out a while ago. So people have come to expect this and it's, it's their normal for me. And also, I like to sort of put things out there to keep people reaching upwards. So um, not giving them the same sort of mundane, just, you know, kind of stuff that's already celebrated and out there. I want to sort of be distinct and unique and people have enjoyed reaching higher. You know, if I can say higher, <laughs> people <laughs> have enjoyed reaching higher to understand something different, something that they don't normally hear presented at across the pulpit or in that regular church life. So yeah, it's just become something, not only myself, but my fans have enjoyed about me. And I love feeding them that because, um, it's 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 something that some weird people like me enjoy.
2: <laughs> you know, someone's really studied Lutheran theology when they wrestle with saying the phrase "reaching higher."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like, Can I say that and be nice?
2: <laughs> so, uh, as as you've already mentioned the the projects are, are, they're ongoing. And so now the Extra Nose project continues with uh, Christ for You. Nice name, by the way. Yeah, um, I like that. <laughs> <Thank you.
0: laughs>
2: that just released recently. What is this EP about?
0: So this EP just picks up where extranos left off. Extra Nose was primarily dealing with justification and sort of fleshing that out and contrasting it with the Calvinistic understanding, at least from the Reformed Baptist side, but then also Calvinism in general in many ways. But I wanted to expand that and also discuss the sacraments and show that this justification isn't just something that we reflect on in our minds based on what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Um, It also is um, something that we experience regularly at the Lord's table. And I, I mentioned it, a bit on extra notes, but I knew it went over people's heads. But here now we're unpacking that and people are like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that those statements you made in extra notes were filled with what's on Christ for you. And uh, so it's like a, a ocean of new ideas that people just weren't expecting, but in a good way though. So now people are curious, like, man, why didn't anyone present to me the sac the sacramental realities of God's means of grace and I'm like man I agree I felt like in many ways I was sort of indoctrinated rather than educated I just was taught this is what the church teaches concerning communion um, the wafer and the grape juice case closed and so like me and many people are saying man thank you for at least exposing us to this we don't know if we agree yet it's like new information but we're enjoying the search we want that same peace comfort and assurance that you found that the church has found throughout the ages so yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's kind of like fleshing out uh uh the, the catechism on, on lord's supper in uh in music in, in ep form which i think is is a really cool thing to to see our theology from a, a very different perspective with uh in in different language uh makes it maybe more accessible For some people, have you found that?
0: Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Um, Because one, theological education can be expensive for many people. So I feel like I'm serving in that way where I get to go off and spend isolated time uh, in an academic environment. And then I get to you know, go to the people that uh, may not have that opportunity. And I get to say, hey, here's what I found. Here's some things worth considering. Dig in. And I can point them to resources and podcasts and sermons and things like that, books. And then they can sort of, on their own time, in their own budget, make their way through some of these topics. And in that way, I feel happy to serve people who have been following me.
1: Mm-hmm. Why well, have an entire album about the Lord's Supper.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. I was thinking like, because even when I finished the pro- the project, I was like, man, there's so many more things to say about this <laughs> this subject. <laughs> but at the same time, it does feel like I said a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, so I, I, I really wanted to say as much as I could, but in a short breath, so as to not overwhelm people, but also give them a lot to think about. So I was trying to find that sweet spot but there's so many layers and angles to it. There are theological angles that cover Christology. So there's a difference in how Calvinists and Lutherans understand the hypostatic union. I, had, I wanted to expose that. Then there were practical aspects in terms of how this plays out when you're trying to find uh, assurance of your salvation. Maybe you're struggling and you're conscious. I wanted to attack that angle. Then I wanted to deal with some exegesis and, and just pretty much meaning Um, walking through some particular passages of scripture and showing how they do teach uh, that in this mysterious way, Christ is present in the the bread and the wine. And I also wanted to show some really uh, contradictions that we've learned in many ways. So, so many angles to cover and still there are many more that didn't make the project I didn't even do much talking on this project. I really just tried to give all of my time to saying things in the music. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: <laughs> so normally here on, on KFUO, when pastors use big words, we we, <laughs> we ask them to explain them, but leave it to our favorite hip hop artists to start dropping all these big words. And now we have to go back and unpack them. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> things I never thought I'd say I, uh, <laughs> I do too I think it's awesome yeah. okay so let's see uh, the big one that I heard in there that you dropped was I think hyperstatic union um, yeah. what what did you learn where did you learn that and and what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I, I, I just, I said it casually, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, okay, <yeah. laughs> Let me see. Um, so basically we're talking about who Jesus is and how he exists in himself. So when we're talking about the hypostatic union, we're talking about Jesus's personal union, how he is not only f- fully God, but he's also fully man, or he's truly God and truly man. So there are some, some interesting things happening in this one person who is God, who is also man. And we use the term hypostatic union to sort of get at that. And um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we have more to talk about with Flame, Grammy-nominated hip-hop artist, about uh, his latest EP, Christ For You, in the Extra Nose series. We need to take a quick break, though. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates.
0: The old Adam got a drowned down in baptism. So remember it. If you've been redeemed, better say so. I've been redeemed. We can't become clean, call rum deo, switch it that mean. That's Latin for before God.
2: You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others. To make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that. To live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu.
1: Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. We have uh, we have flame on with us today. Grammy nominated hip hop artist uh, digging into theology today, which is super great. I feel like I'm in like a mini seminary class right now. Uh, always fun to do on the coffee hour. Talking about uh, your latest EP, Christ for You, in the Extranos series, which is a series I'm super excited about. It's catechesis in in hip hop EP form, which is really great, really awesome. Um, this Christ for You album is. All on the Lord's Supper and our Lutheran theology, what we believe. What kinds of conversations have you been having on social media uh, with people who have not uh, heard this theology before or been exposed to this theology before and really don't know what you're, what you're talking about?
0: <laughs> Man, the conversation, it's been so vast. Like I've had just, you know, emojis that express di- disappointment, <laughs> People like just like rolling their eyes, So I've had those kind of sarcastic responses, um, all the way to, (laughs) and to which I respond a passive aggression, huh? No, say it with your (laughs) chest, say it with your chest, sir. But uh, but anyway, no. So it's been that all the way to people just saying, "Oh my goodness, um, I've been thinking about this on my own for the last X amount of years. This is crazy." I've had friends hit me up who went to my Reformed Baptist institutions with me and have said, wow, bro, I've been thinking through these same things. Thank you for exposing this and helping me further think it through. So the spectrum has been broad and everything in between, but really it's been healthy. People have been sending me screenshots of the book of Concord. People have been sending me screenshots of, you know, uh, Bible verses asking me, what do I think about this? They're quoting lyrics and they're just, it's all over the place, really just a time of digging and research. So I love that. That that's so satisfying and it's very productive.
2: Hmm. So you spent a lot of time studying theology. I mean, you've spent quite a few years uh, studying theology. Now, what are you learning as you are creating this music? As you're, um, as you're creating the well, the, the most recent two EPs.
0: Yeah, really. I'm. 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 I'm I guess I'm becoming more aware of how practical theology can be and should be, because these aren't just like floaty ideas that are just (laughs) fun to wrestle with. People are really dealing with stress and trauma and confusion and sadness in, you know, just in this pandemic. Uh, People are thinking a lot deeper with a lot more free time, so I'm able to show them how These are really gospel realities that should bear on our joy, our peace, the way we see life and how we understand God and all of the stresses and highs and lows of the human experience. And that's what I'm enjoying mostly about pointing people to uh, the promises that God has given us at the Lord's table, um, salvation that he gives us by faith through grace, alone. All these things are helpful on your everyday journey throughout life, and that's something I'm really, I guess, reconnecting with and celebrating within myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's such a difference between uh, learning and, and absorbing all of the the rich theology that we have in our Lutheran tradition, and then turning that around and explaining it to other people and uh, applying it in our daily lives, our daily vocations, and all of the things that we run into as we live out our our lives here uh, how have you seen that applied to people who um who listen to your music who are dealing with things how have you seen that applied
0: yeah so like let me see let me, if i could think of an example um yeah. so a, a, a guy just contacted me and he was saying hey um just in light of the social climate a lot of social unrest um there's been a lot of discussion in my household and and we're really just kind of tired, exhausted with the subject, we're stressed out, uh, but we want unity, we want peace, we want the church to get along. (laughs) And I'm thinking, man, it's so interesting how there are implications from the Lord's Supper for the social unrest, at least in terms of the Christian. And by that, what I meant was, not only are we bound together with Christ at the Lord's table, but also with one another. So what a, what a way to remember that we're still family um, with the church abroad and that the Lord is constantly uniting us together at the Lord's table. And to reflect on that, to think about that sort of helps you reset, recalibrate and have a posture of love. Uh, sometimes it might be tough love because you might not always get along with your family members, but nevertheless, <laughs> you're reminded we're family and, and, and God wants us to be one. And that forces you to think about it and try to figure out how to make that a reality as much as it is in God's mind. So I just stuff like that. It's been so useful on a practical level.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I remember uh, when when we talked last, uh, you you talked about wanting um, wanting people to use their talents, their um, art forms, you know, music being one of them, uh, to to share theology, to share uh, the word of God with people. Uh, how how have how have you been encouraging people to do that uh, through your music and through your platforms on on social?
0: Yes. So uh, there was a guy who sent me a demo on the Lord's supper but this was during the space when extra notes had just released and um, i think it was more from like an anglican perspective so it was interesting and so we had a great conversation about you know just kind of comparing and contrasting what he thought and what lutheranism teaches and i and i just said man at least i'm encouraged that you're thinking about these things and also writing about them i'm producing a project that'll cover it a bit more Um, let's see what you think once it releases, but I like that artists are now, uh, uh, not, not like I invented it, but I like that (laughs) I'm adding this new layer to the subject that artists can think about. And hopefully there will be more Lutheran rappers, right? Like artists Mm -hmm. who aren't afraid. Like I I think I said this last time to be Lutheran out loud in their Mm -hmm. music. You know, I love using, um, vocation and all this multiple facets to do good in the world. But I also think it's good to um, use the arts to explicitly expose your Lutheran thought. There's still a way to do that, to be creative, to be cool, not be corny. I was all C's kind of (laughs) cool. But yeah, you know, I think there's still a way to do that. And, but to help people to see explicitly what you're seeing from the scriptures as a Lutheran thinker, and um, that's attractive, and not everyone has to do that, but I think many more should as we expose this hidden treasure, really that I that I feel like I found years ago.
2: Are you are you finding yourself connected to more Lutherans these days? Are you finding support and love?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would say so, man. The the the, uh, the Twitter community is strong, man. Like. <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting myself into. It's just like I just thought following everybody back that says Lutheran in their bio or something like that. but uh, it's been so much love, so much support. Um, and I and I think it's been fun to see crazy and weird memes, uh, just you know, Lutheran thought versus others. So I like that there is humor about this thing. It's not just this sterile environment. it's it's fun. It's, it's, uh so that's been cool. Really good to connect with people. Uh, Obviously, the pandemic, I can't connect in in physical as I would like, Mm -hmm. but uh, nevertheless, online has been really good, really healthy to share resources. And people have been hooking me up and just drawing me more into the culture of things because I've got the theology, but I didn't get all of the cultural notes. So that's been (laughs) fun to learn, too.
1: Find your way around the uh, classic Midwest Lutheran potluck.
0: Exactly right. I still haven't been to a potluck, by the way.
1: Oh, man. Got to fix that. (laughs) After this pandemic is over, you got to get yourself to a potluck.
0: I need to. I need to.
1: Oh man, and I think you've been on on nearly like every Lutheran podcast too. It's it seemed there was a stretch there where the, every every podcast had a flame episode, which was kind of kind of fun to hear all of the different yeah. perspectives
0: of everyone. <laughs> I think so, and it's been cool because I know there are like subtle differences, but I do like that at least there is an appeal to the Book of Concord. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a general unity that's unique that you don't oftentimes see in other denominational backgrounds. So. I've been celebrating that too. And I like that people are free to have their differences, but have them, you know, with uh, charity and with respect. So I, I love that.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. I noticed on on this, uh, the Christ for You EP, you have a, a shout out to Professor Sanchez. And on the first one, you had a shout out to, to Dr. Bierman. Is, is this a theme? Are you giving a, a shout out to a CSL professor in, in uh, every, every EP?
0: <laughs> I know, right? I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. I remember, so I was, um, as as I was studying christology and I was doing well um there were just certain things I didn't quite you know I guess grasp in terms of the differences between uh calvinistic and lutheran christology and um so Sanchez was the one who set me down and just put the magnifying glass on some of the distinctions and I was like man I'm so thankful for this because I couldn't see it I really thought that Lutherans and Calvinists were lockstep on a Christology and uh, leave it to Sanchez, who's pretty much a guru on these matters. Mm -hmm. He's like, Oh, well, let me sort of peel back the layers for you. And, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I got a chance to spend a lot of one-on-one time with him. And uh, so that was, that was, man, one of the sweetest moments in my training there.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So what's next uh, in this extra, no series since you've created into a series, uh, what's, (laughs) what's the next step?
0: Man, there's so many things. I definitely want to cover baptism. I also want to com- cover confession and absolution. I think that is a, a sweet reality that has been lost on many of us, especially because people are really spooked out in the evangelical world that is is Catholic, and uh, but I want to, if I can, help show what was preserved in the Lutheran tradition with confession and absolution and how healthy that is. Man, I think about how many people walking around just keeping things on the inside with no one to talk to or feeling afraid to expose things about themselves. But if you can find in confession absolution uh, a path towards uh, relieving that burden, I mean, my goodness, that is biblical truth in a most practical way. So I want to write about that. And uh, so, yeah, that's just a couple of the things that I have in mind. I'm already working on it, though. So. Oh, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm sure. <laughs> I imagine your brain never stops to, oh like thinking goodness. about all this stuff.
0: <laughs> and then, you know what? I, I eventually want to print out all the lyrics into some type of booklet.
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: So people, so maybe it'll live on past, you know, I don't know how long rap music will be cool and accepted art form, <laughs> but, you know, say 500 years from now, if someone finds those lyrics in, a, in some sand buried somewhere, it'd be cool for them to. To think about it again so yeah
1: <laughs> where can we find all of your music
0: yes so all of the music is available on all digital platforms so wherever music is sold digitally it is available there you can go to clear sight s-i-g-h-t find it there and it's in the link to all my bios at flame 314 so i, I plastered it Anywhere it can be put.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we'll put links to that in uh, the show notes for this episode as well. Flame, thank you so much for joining us on The Coffee Hour again. It has been a real pleasure to uh, dig into some theology with you.
0: Yes. Thanks for having me. It's always fun.
1: (laughs) You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth.
0: I'm Andy Bates.